0: This episode is brought to you by MGMA Events. Join us June 6th through the 8th for a robust and convenient learning experience featuring education from industry leaders covering a wide variety of challenges facing medical practices today. MGMA Summit is a signature online event that allows you to take control of your journey by attending live or by accessing the sessions at your own pace until july 8th go to mgma.com slash events to learn more and to register today well hi everyone this is daniel williams senior editor at mgma and host of the mgma podcast network welcome to another episode of week in review um where we really look at all of the key issues, news stories, whatever's going on in that healthcare and medical practice space. We've been off for a couple of weeks here um, due to travel, vacation, other challenges as well, but happy to report that we're back here. And what we've done for this episode is connect with Senior Advisor, Christy Good, who's with MGMA, she really works closely with that MGMA community um, in the community chat space, and she serves as the key advisor for the Ask an Advisor platform, and you may have seen some of the episodes uh, of MGMA podcast where we featured Christy going over those questions We thought at this point it would be great to bring her own for this weekend review. These are some of the most important questions that Christy has been fielding and answering from that MGMA community, and I think it'd be great today to go to that interview now and hear what your peers are saying. Before we go to that, I would like to say, please check out that Ask an Advisor feature because I know there's a lot of questions you may have on your mind. Uh, There may be challenges uh, at your practice where you're looking for a solution. And Christy's got a lot of experience at practices and devotes her time now to researching and finding solutions for y'all. All All right. So at this point, let's go to that interview with Christy Good. She's senior advisor with MGMA. Hope you enjoy this. Give us some feedback. Let us know what you think and we'll talk again soon thank you hi everyone uh daniel williams here senior editor at mgma host of the mgma podcast network we have another ask an advisor episode for you we are joined by christy good for people who are new to the ask an advisor uh, show that we've created this year just give us a little update about what Ask an Advisor is and just walk us through that. Just give us a quick, you know, the elevator pitch, a one-minute overview.
1: Ask an Advisor is a member benefit to our MGMA members where they can send a question in that they may be having trouble finding resources around or just need some advice on kind of how to handle a current situation, and they go to our website, they post their question to Ask an Advisor, and usually same day, if not at least within 24 or 48 hours, we get back to that member and help them through um, getting them either resources or helping them answer the question that they are struggling to find answers for.
0: That is a great summation of Ask an Advisor. Thank you for sharing (laughs) that. So, You have sent over to me a few things that have been going on in that Ask an Advisor uh, chat area in that community. So what you've explained to me is that you've had several questions come in on medical and financial records retention, um, as well as one around how long a practice should keep access to their retired EHR system. So let's get to that first one. So one of our MGMA members, mentions that we transitioned from our previous EMR to our current EMR in January of 2012. We still have access to our previous EMR records and all scanned images from the previous EMR were imported to the current EMR, with the exception of visit notes. Um, Our previous EMR operating system is becoming obsolete very important. That's the background for everybody. The question is, how long do I need to keep patient records from our previous EMR?
1: Yes. And that that was a good question because they we usually suggest that when you are changing to an EA, a different EHR, that you keep a read-only version of it somehow um, for a certain specified amount of time. You don't have to pay for full access. You don't have to pay for um, any license, licenses to get into the EHR. You just need a read only. Um, many places choose to move most of their files over to their new a- EHR um, during like a preload. So as they're moving from one to another, they spend a certain amount of time what they call preloading their new EHR. And there'll be a point in that in which you decide what charts are important, what notes are important, what information is important, and then you may keep a read-only version of your old EHR like this um, practice did. So the recommendations with any medical records, you have to first follow what those are by your state and or, or federal regulations. Um, medical record retention guidelines, they vary Depending on type of documentation, as well as state or jurisdiction where the medical practice is located. So, usually you keep um, your medical records for a minimum of seven to 10 years from the last date of service, or longer if required by your federal or state law. And so, it's very important to consult your legal counsel or any guidelines that your practice or your uh, facility may have. Um, So, knowing that. if you've moved most of those over to your new AHR, and this person said that they did everything but visit notes, um, I told them that they had to go back and look at when those notes were last entered. And then you have to follow the medical record retention guidelines of seven to 10 years from last date of service for those patients. So if there was only a certain amount of patients that were still falling in that seven to 10 years, I suggested they may just want to go ahead, upload those visit notes, and then they could retire that EHR system entirely. Um, However, if they don't want to do that, there is that rule between seven to 10 years after last day of service for their patients in that EHR, and they would have to keep a read only. Um, So, that's something that a lot of our medical um, practices, as they've been moving EHRs, have been dealing with When do I move everything over? What do I move over? And then how long do I keep a read only till I can retire that old EHR system entirely?
0: Okay, that is great information. So we have one more that we want to go over. Um, Another uh, practice leader wrote in, I am trying to nail down some information pertaining to how long we have to keep EOBs, daily balance sheets, paid invoices, etc i have tried looking this up but continue to get conflicting answers thanks for any help
1: yes so again there are rules just like there are rules for medical records there are rules for financial records um i always suggest that you go follow the most restrictive rules in each case which is often by cms And um, we can, I'll send you some links that we can link to at the end of the podcast so that people can go to those links uh, for their uh, reference as well. Um, There is a link that by state, so it helps you go to your state to find out what your medical record and your financial record retention guidelines are. Um, But in general, financial records, again, should be retained for seven years, a minimum. Um, But there are certain records that like tax returns that may be required to be held for a longer period of time. Um, So, EOB are part of um, your billing records, your insurance claims, receipts, and financial statements. All those kind of fall into those financial records. And again, just with any record, you should store those in a secure and confidential manner with limited access. To authorize personnel, so you don't want your financial statements just out there for anyone to be able to access. Um, some people have them uh, scanned in someplace, so you don't have to keep the the hard copies. That might be an option for for you. Um, also, uh, some companies for your EOBs now have payer portals. So you may not even need to store anything on those EOBs if there are, if there, if your payer has a portal where you can go and access that, um, which would be helpful in, you know, your storage um, concerns. But again, either with medical records, financial records, or even keeping your um, EHR, you really want to make sure that you've consulted with your legal and looking at your local guidelines to make sure that you are compliant with whatever requirement is in your jurisdiction.
0: Okay. Well, Christy Good, Senior Industry Advisor at MGMA, thank you again for joining us on Ask an Advisor. And um, any final thoughts? And before we sign off today, anything else you want to Just share about the Ask an Advisor feature or anything else you're seeing out there in healthcare.
1: Um, Ask an Advisor, I would highly recommend. If you're just not sure what to do in your practice, it doesn't matter what topic. I'll I'll find your resources on it to help you through the situation. Um, Also, just with MGMA, we do have checklists available. So we we have checklists on how to retire your EHR, how to convert over from one EHR to another. So definitely check out our website, um, see what we have to offer. And if you're not finding something, reach out to us on Ask an Advisor and I'd be happy to help you find what you're looking for.
0: That is great. Well, Christy, thanks again for joining us. And that's going to do it again for this segment of Ask an Advisor. Thank you. If you like the work we're doing, Please consider becoming an MGMA member. Learn more at mgma.com slash membership.